Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Blitz podcast. My name is Dom Johnson. You can find me on Twitter at DomFFL. And here's my co-host, Joel. Yeah, and I'm Joel Verzosa. You can find me on Twitter at JVerzosa2. All right. And so we are excited to be with you for episode number five. Um, sorry that we couldn't record last week. I was finishing up school and, and uh, Joel had a busy week as well, and we didn't we didn't uh, communicate well enough to to get a, a show ready. Um, so we are excited to be back and um, ready to to drop some post draft stats on you guys. So first, we want to start off with some uh, of the five star reviews that have been left over the past couple weeks. Um, so the first one it is titled titled Best Fantasy Pod, um, and it goes. I love it, short and to the point, yet filled with st- statistical evidence. Well, that's a hard word. And also that opening song, and that is from Mary the Marvelous. That's that's fun. Um, opening song, by the way, is a uh, four-year strong, and they are my uh, middle school hardcore phase. <laughs> Guilty pleasure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, next one is uh, titled Great Content, Better Hosts. This comes in from uh, Superflex Guru, a good friend of ours. Um, and he says, appreciate the content you guys push out on, the, on a daily basis. This podcast takes it to another level. Keep killing it. Um, and then the last one comes in. It's uh, from FF Shane B. It's titled Loyal Listener, FF Shane B. Um, and he says, great show, you guys. I look forward to many more. Opening song is straight fire. Um, content is great so far, and it was very easy to listen to. Love the game at the end. Um, so thank you, guys, um, all three of you for uh, leaving that review that's what we hope to do is to um have fun um as well as is uh, give you some uh some great content um so now that we get that out of the way if or if you'd like to have your five-star review right on the show um you gotta you need to leave one and, and we will get to that get to that in the next show um so joel why don't you take us into the first segment all right, so today I, I, I um, had it lined up for us to kind of just go over just a little quick segment here called Quick Hits, and uh, we're just both going to go through a one late rounder or a undrafted free agent from the draft that um, we're drafting everywhere that we can possibly fit them onto a roster. So um, these may be some 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 guys to either jot down, keep a mental note about, um, that are going to possibly jump off. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm kind of apprehensive to say that they're both, you know, going to jump off, but, um, that's what I'm hoping. And so we'll get right into it. My, my player is Malcolm Perry, um, out of Navy. So, uh, if you look him look him up, um, you will find him labeled as a wide receiver, but if you are familiar with him or if you look up to find some tape on him, you'll notice that he actually, in fact, played quarterback at Navy. <laughs> um, so I, I just recently posted a, a thread on my Twitter um, with some of the, this with Malcolm Perry and some others that I was interested in um, as le- late round flyers. But um, in the video that I posted, it was supposed to show um, <clears throat> him throwing a pass for a touchdown, running a pass, uh, running a, a, a touchdown in and receiving a touchdown. So he, 
did not have a lot of receptions in college. Um, but he, and obviously he's a, a converted quarterback, but if you look at his tape, he's, he's super electric. You're going to see a guy that's super fun to watch. If you want to go and watch some fun tape, um, you got to watch Malcolm Perry. So um, what's, what's pretty cool about him is that uh, I think he was uh, what second in rushing yards. Is that right, Dom? Am I getting that right? I think it was for like his team for, or for no for college. I think he was he was second in rushing yards. I did not know that. That's intriguing. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Yeah, somebody might fact fact check me on that one, but I'm pretty sure that that's that's the truth. Um, so all of college football, second of rushing yards, he quarterback out of Navy. Um, but he, you'll like I said, you'll find some tape on him for sure, and uh, it's super fun to watch. Um, but my thoughts on him are, are a little more in depth, you know, with Flores coming from the Belichick tree, you know, converted quarterbacks are kind of a, a thing in new England, I guess. Um, Apparently that's, that's that's one of the things that they, they love, Um, you know, and Julian Edelman, who also was a seventh round pick by the Patriots um, was a converted quarterback so when you look at Malcolm Perry you know it's really hard not to see somebody that that is modeled off after that um that stereotype or that prototype so I'm super excited to watch him I I I really hope that he does jump off I hope that you know with the Miami Dolphins being devoid of somebody that can play the slot and can play that role um I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they what they have in store for him. Yeah, um, that's that's great. I loved watching Malcolm Perry at Navy. Um, he has some some great highlights. You're right. He's not like a burner, really. He's not super duper fast, but he's so natural with the ball in his hands. Um, he just plays the field so well. He has great vision and uh, and really good footwork. Um, so I, I like watching him uh, at Navy. Yeah, he's not. I mean, on as far as times, he's not super fast, but for a guy his size, but on tape, he put like, you know, and this could be the fact that he played at Navy and some of the, <laughs> some of the competition that he had, you know, um, but he's, you know, he looks super fast on tape. He looks a lot, a lot quicker on tape. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's kind of funny, actually, we're kind of centered around Julian Edelman. Um, cause I, my, my player for, for quick hits is, is Jeff Thomas, um, the Edelman heir apparent. Um, so Jeff Thomas is, um, a little guy. He's, uh, wasn't drafted, um, but he is signed a contract. He was undrafted free agent for, uh, the Patriots. Um, so he's, he's five, nine, one seventy, Um, and he runs a four, four, five at the combine. Um, and had a 36 and a half inch vertical and 125 broad, which is pretty significant for a guy that size. Um, but he just, just, you know, he's didn't have anything like, you know, four sub four, three speed, but he's, um, got, you know, that last gear that he can kick into and, uh, and played really well out of the slot at Miami, uh, out of the slot at Miami. Um, so I, if I'm, looking at you know end of the fifth on a rookie draft or i'm looking at the the free agency pool after a draft and i'm able to like add someone and i have room on my bench or on my taxi squad i i'm looking at jeff thomas for sure um julian edelman is um 30 and 11 i don't know and you know i, I feel i feel like if, if tom brady would have stayed he probably would have stayed an extra two years but um 
uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if Edelman um, cuts it or, you know, ends it after or a little bit sooner now that uh, Tom Brady's not there. Um, actually, do you know, do you know how old Julian Edelman is? He's going to be like 32. <laughs> I have no idea. I hate to say that he's, he's old and him be younger than me. He's 33. There you go. So <laughs> he's not old. <laughs> I mean, in football terms. Um, so, I mean, it's, it, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw him, um, either retire or just, and he, he also just has a, an, a, long injury history of, of missing, you know, half the season here and there. So I like Jeff Thomas as, as someone to uh, pick up for free and um, possibly sell for a profit when Edelman gets hurt. Um, so he's, he's this year's Jacoby Myers, if you want to call him that. Yeah. So. Both, these, both these guys, you know, I, I drafted Malcolm Perry in like a nine round, you know, draft last pick. So like, Lord. yeah, these guys are, you know, they they're guys you can get super late, but you know, oh, yeah. those, these are the guys that I have fun with. I love, I love kind of just trying to find that, that one guy that kind of just pops off, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Slayton, Darius Slayton was my, one of mine from last year. So. Yeah. Um, that's, I'm always looking for the next McLaurin. Um, someone who I can pick up in the fourth round in rookie <laughs> drafts and, you know, be a, a beast. Um, so these, aren't necessarily, I don't think that they quite have the ceiling that McLaren had or, or the promise that McLaren had, but um, definitely have some potential. Um, so I liked that segment. Thank you for, for adding that in. Cool. Um, but we'll go ahead and talk about the draft and just our favorite um, players who really jumped up our boards because of their landing spot. Um, we kind of, we omitted, <clears throat> this was an unspoken rule, but we omitted uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire um just yes. just just because you know um I, I i don't know if i have him as my one one but i he's definitely um it, he won't he won't make it past one two for sure in almost any of your um your rookie drafts yeah for him it's for him it's just uh you know it comes down to everybody's kind of personal preference i mm-hmm. mean for me i've i've been kind of talking about uh clive for since December, you know, of last year. Mm-hmm. So he has, he has a, a, a special place in my heart. I, I definitely like, <laughs> I definitely like his game. I mean, you know, I like Jonathan Taylor, but you know, it's just one of personal preference. The, a lot of people are going to like that, that banger, you know, that the has the, the Supreme athletic profile and, you know, everybody's on the, the can we find the new, the next Saquon kind of hype thing, you know, right. But, um, so, but for me, it's, I, I like CEH. Yeah. He, uh, I remember talking to, to Shane actually, um, before the Alabama game last year, LSU Alabama game. And I told him I, all I had was a fourth round pick, um, left of my, my 2020 rookies. Mm-hmm. And I told him I had a guy I had my eyes on that according to ADP, I would, I would probably have a good chance of getting in the fourth round, um, that I might need to trade the third to get. <laughs> and then I didn't, I didn't want to tell him who it was. And then the Alabama LSU game happened, and I said, "I might as well just tell him now." There's yeah. no way I'm getting him. <laughs> yeah, that that quickly went went away after that game. Yes, exactly. Um, so, anywho, um, I'll I'll get off. We have three each, and I'll start off with uh, Brandon Ayuk. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, he landed in San Francisco. Um, so what I love about Brandon 
I, I liked his, his tape in, in high school, or not high school, I'm sorry, in college at Arizona State. Um, I, I watched him burn several DBs for just monster plays. Um, and while Garoppolo doesn't strike me as the um, chuck it deep type of guy, there really there's not a whole bunch of competition in that wide receiver room. Um, you know, once you have get past Debo Samuel and, and George Kittle, like you have Kendrick Bourne, uh, Richie James, um, like Marquis Goodwin isn't even there. So it's just, it's wide open. Um, and so I, I like Brendan Ayuk's um, um, landing spot there in San Francisco. Um, he could easily take the, the outside X role. Um, he is quick. He has a, a 40 inch vertical, um, so he can meet the ball at, at the top. Uh, of his jump and that's you know that's higher than a lot of people can get um so he can definitely get those jump balls he has the most ridiculous wingspan um for a guy his size i remember when charles robinson was was putting out the uh the combine metrics <laughs> i just like goodness gracious his wingspan is like 80 something inches and he's six foot even um he has a um relative athletic score of eight four seven um and he's just kind of known for his yards after the catch. Um, so I I like him a lot. He has great, he had the first round draft capital and San Francisco even traded up to get him. Um, so they moved up uh, six picks to make sure that they, they landed Ayuk. Um, if ever a team trades up to get a player, you know, that's someone you need to watch out for. Um, that's someone that you need to, um, at the very least, you know that they're going to get a shot. Um, and that's really what, um, what you're looking for is someone who has the opportunity. Um, so people like I'm I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here, but like um, David Montgomery or, or Rashad Penny, like people who um, you know teams traded up or, or, or you know spent their first round pick on, um, they're going to get plenty of opportunity. So Montgomery's going to have an, at least another year or two to prove that he's the back to own in, in Chicago. And Penny had two years to do that, um, even though they were in, riddled with injury. I think that a will definitely have his opportunities to uh to prove he is who dante pettis should have been yeah oh well r.i.p (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's sad man i I was really hoping pettis would would pull it together i just don't you know i don't think he has the that dog in him that shanahan wants he doesn't man you know i was looking Super soft. He's just super soft at, at the contact. He's, he he does little, not like it. Yeah, but he does not like it at all. Um, so, yeah, I like I like Ayuk, man. It, if if we know anything for sure, we know Shanahan has his guys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and Debo is kind of a a recent example of that, and uh, we saw what happened with him. But you know, Shanahan yeah. likes those guys that are just. They, they have no specific place that they're they play they're so versatile <laughs> they they just go anywhere and everywhere on the field and um Ayuk definitely is that guy you know i mean out, he definitely has the chops to play outside um definitely can get up there with the contested catch um so i'm not i'm not super high on him as far as uh press man and his releases against press man but he can definitely get better he has he has the athleticism to get to get way better at that um so i like i for sure yeah so but um my my guy my you know my number one here is um is brian edwards um 
Mm. So I, my pre-draft ranking, I had surprisingly put Brian Edwards pretty, pretty high. Um, I was surprised by that just, just because I wasn't expecting him to be up there. I was expecting, you know, Lamb or um, Judy, you know, one of those guys to be up there. Um, Especially with Brian, their combine. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, Brian Edwards, as far as dominator rating, as far as uh, breakout age, he hits both of those boxes out of the park. So that really did kind of boost him, I guess, um, even without the combine. Um, but he goes to a team that, I mean, to be completely honest, if we're all going to be completely honest, that that wide receiver room is completely open. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, they came in to the draft with, uh, what, Renfro and Williams? Tyrell, yep. Yeah, so, um, and I like Tyrell. I just, Brown. Yeah, I mean, I I like Tyrell for sure. Um, I wasn't super high on rugs. I think Brian Edwards has a, a clear path to being the wide receiver one there. Um Ruggs wasn't one of my one of my guys. I definitely, you know, he's is he fast? Yeah. Is he an athlete? Yeah. Can he dunk a basketball? Yeah. Um, the best but, yeah. I mean, better than most, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> but he um he's really sloppy out of his breaks. Um and Edwards is not. You know, that Edwards ha- is very clean. Um he has really good releases. Um, some of the accessory movements in his stem, using his head, manipulating, you know, coverage with his eyes and his head. Um, I really, if you look on tape, um, you know, when I was watching tape, I really liked Brian Edwards game. Um, only thing he's going to come down to it is, is draft capital, um, for him, but I, because he does have rugs in front of him. Um, but I definitely like Brian Edwards for, um, opportunity and talent so that's what we're looking for yeah uh, absolutely I, when he declined to go to the combine i did a little i was slightly worried but also i did a little bit of a, a fist pump because i thought that that meant people wouldn't uh draft him and i could kind of steal him later in in like the uh third or maybe even fourth round but so far that has not been the case um he keeps going in like the late second and it's it's killing me yeah, I mean, even even with his even with his draft capital, you know, in my my personal rankings, um, he he ends up as wide receiver three for me. Oh so, wow, goodness! Yeah, so <laughs> I I really like him. I was really hoping that he would drop. Um, we j- I just had a um, rookie draft, and I was hoping that he would drop. But I got a savvy owner in that league with me, and he um, he sniped me. I was hoping Oof. he'd drop. Yeah. I was hoping he dropped to me. He definitely sniped me though. So where'd he go? Um, um, I'm trying to remember what what pick that was. So I the only pick I had, the highest pick that I had was the two oh three, and I ended up taking Rager there. Um, oh, steal. Yeah. Um, and then I had the two ten, um, and he went two oh eight. Ooh. Yeah, that's rough. So I, <laughs> I was kind of disappointed, but I really, I really like Edwards. He, he's definitely high on my list. 
Yeah, absolutely. He's um, definitely someone that you, you got to watch the tape and, and he, that's where he kind of shows off. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. We'll move on. Uh, my next player is going to be um, Antonio Gibson, the hybrid player that ended up in, in Washington. Um, you know, Washington Gibson in, in Memphis, it was, you know, he, <laughs> I don't like, he just has so many great plays. He's just so electric on the field. Um, I love watching him run out of the backfield. Um, you know, he's, he's decent as a wide receiver. Um, but I think I loved his landing spot personally, um, because that running back room is, is kind of up for grabs. It's, you know, guys will get the first crack at it, I think, but there's a really good chance that he doesn't make, make it past four games. Um, and, uh, Bryce, same with Bryce Love and Adrian Peterson's just about, I think he's even older than Edelman. So, um, I like Antonio Gibson's for his potential of taking over the backfield as well as their wide receiver room is, is pretty much empty as well. Um, so he could, he could slide into that slot role. Um, so he kind of fits, he has the potential or the ability to fit two of those holes in that offense. Um, and so, that's why I'm all over him is I feel like I kind of get two chances in one player. Um, so that's why I, I like getting him if I can, like in the, in the back of the second. Um, he has a pretty good um, draft capital. He was taken in the third round um, and he has a really good um, re- relative athletic score at nine to nine. I like grabbing Antonio Gibson. Yeah. I'm, I, I like, uh, I like Gibson. He, Obviously, he's going to jump off the tape anytime you watch him. Um, but, you know, it's crazy to think about some of the people who've come out of that, out of Memphis. I know. Recently. Yeah, like super recent. So, I mean, you go and look at that room. and I mean, they must be doing something. I don't know. I might just follow follow all of their running backs just to see, you know, who who's up next. For that, yeah. For that, uh, my... Um, so I guess we'll get to my second player. My second player is uh, Van Jefferson. So um, obviously I'm hitting hitting the wide receivers here pretty pretty hard. <laughs> um, but Van Jefferson um, got drafted by the Los Angeles Rams. So um, my big thing about him is, and you probably a lot of people are saying this now, you know, but um, he. To me, he was one of the best route runners, um, you know, next to Judy, of course. I mean, I think that everybody kind of just um, has anointed Judy the best route runner of this class. <laughs> but um, Van Jefferson is really close. And um, I really like his landing spot. I like um, that he is with McVay. Um, yeah. he, he definitely plays a big slot role. I really, you know, and with Cooper Cup there, um, I don't know how that's going to play out. But um, I think that when Cup is not able to be on the field, um, Jefferson's going to shine. And I'm not saying that I think that that Cup is going to not be able to see see the field this year. I just um, hopefully everybody is able to play through a – through a complete season this year, but um, when he does have to take some time off or if he does have to miss time, I think Jefferson is going to be that, that guy. Um, 
So I, another guy that kind of fell, I guess, I think he fell because of injury, um, similar mm-hmm. to Brian Edwards, you know. Um, but I really like his game. I really like how, how clean and crisp his routes are. Um, big body receiver can, you know, I mean, you look at Cooper Cup, and I guarantee you that you'll see uh, Van Jefferson there too, you know. Yeah, I mean, he he didn't fall too far. Like, he went ahead of, you know, Denzel Mims and, and Devernay and even Brian Edwards. So, like, he has pretty good draft capital. I went in the second round to, to L.A. Yeah, well, I think, you know, I, I think that, that um, McVay, you know, obviously these coaches have a plan, you know, and, and it's kind of like uh, um, Tyler Johnson with the Bucks. Um they have a plan, you know, there's not really anybody behind cup that can really fill that role. Um, and the, the same can be said for Godwin. Um, there's nobody there that can really fill that role the way Godwin can play it. So, um, I think that they, the Arians and McVay with their, the way that they have their, their systems drawn up, they need somebody that's going to be able to come in and fill in and say, the worst happens and cup or Godwin go down. Um, so there's definitely going to be opportunity there. Um, and, and I think Van definitely has a, has a path to see a lot more playing time than some of the, the uh, wide receivers that were taken around him or even after him. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, so we'll go ahead and uh, I'll hit my last player real quick. Um, and that's going to be Cole Komet. Um, he really surprised me, honestly, with the the high draft capital. Um, my my going into the draft, my my top tight end was Albert O. I'm just going to leave it there. Um, <laughs> and so I was I was real disappointed to not see him really getting the first what five rounds. I don't even know where he went. Um, but I know it was late. I know he went to Denver, and that really just that yep. makes me sad. <laughs> uh, but you know, Cole Komet had that early second uh, draft capital when Chicago, which <laughs> has a dire need for a tight end um, and, you know, just <clears throat> has just a perfect path to starting and to being used in that offense. Um, so I like, I love it. He has a eight, nine, two uh, relative athletic score. Um, everyone that's in, in that tight end room sucks. So he's just he's got the draft capital. Sure, obviously he's he's a rookie tight end, so don't expect anything, you know, massive. I expect maybe maybe 400 yards yards of offense this year. Um but, you know, that that would be that would be that would be something that I would look forward or look for from him and 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 think that he could easily double that in in the years after after his rookie year. Um so he's I, I usually have a rule that I just I just don't draft tight ends in uh, rookie drafts, um, so I'll I'll look to to try to grab him in, in the middle of the year next year if I need a tight end or I have room on the end of my bench. Um, so, but you know I, he's in a great spot at the very least. Um, at least he has the uh, a straight a straight path to to starting almost you know game one. Um, so. That's why I picked Cole Komet. Yeah, like I like Komet. Um, like you said, the the tight end room's a little bit crowded for me to really say that I'm super excited about him so far. But um, he's definitely 
he definitely fits their mold and they, you know what, they just let Burton go. So, um, <laughs> you know, they were, I think Burton was, was really, I mean, they were, it was a hopeful project for them, but, um, yeah, he ended up not panning out because of injury and not being able to see the field. But, um, as far as like a move tight end, you know, Komet's good. I, I yeah. mean, I like, I like Komet. He definitely, definitely has the athleticism to play that, that move tight end spot. So absolutely. Um, my third player, um, is AJ Dillon. So, uh, second round pick by the Green Bay Packers. Obviously everybody is super excited about Green Bay's draft. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think, you know, they, they get knocked for it, but like, like they just stumbled into the room drunk or something, but, um, it, that would at least explain it. <laughs> well, they didn't stumble. I guess they didn't even have to go anywhere that, to stumble into the room. They probably just day drinking. True like everybody else on quarantine. <laughs> and, but, but yeah, um, AJ Dillon, uh, he's taken in the second round by the Packers. Um, you know, Flora was already kind of gone on record and, and talked about getting another back in there, you know, kind of employing a running back by committee. Um, not super excited about that. Um, but Dylan is the one back in, in the room that, uh, doesn't match up with anybody. He doesn't have right. no. There's nobody in the in the room there that that can do what Dylan does. You know, you talk about um, AJ Dylan in college, and we're talking about <clears throat> his 78 broken tackles were only second behind Jonathan Taylor in college. So, you know that there's not really anybody in that room that can can do that. You know, we're talking about a really good adept inside runner. Um, a lot of bursts, really strong and powerful, um, good through contact. He's um, a man, for yeah, sure. I, I mean, this dude, he'll punish you. Um, <laughs> you know, six foot, 247 pounds and ran a four five three. Um, You know, if if Jonathan Taylor wasn't there um, at, or didn't come out this year or whatever, um, you know, a lot of people would be talking about A.J. Dillon. Um, so, uh, I does their offense have the ability to get into the red zone? Um, I think that without a doubt, that's a yes. Um, and I, I think that AJ Dillon could be the beneficiary of a lot of red zone work, um, a lot of goal line work. So uh, I, I, I definitely would be excited to end up with AJ Dillon on a team. I don't know where he's going drafted right now. Um, as far as rookie drafts go, he went in the third round in mine. Um, and I think it was a really, uh, it could be a steal of a pick at running back. Um, you know, backs like Keyshawn Vaughn and Zach Moss went ahead of him, Mm -hmm. um, in my draft, you know, and this is completely, you know, just my draft, just in a vacuum, but, um, it's, you know, I would definitely probably take Dylan over, um, Zach Moss, um, who we've talked about before. Um, so over Keyshawn Vaughn, that's a, a, that's a tough question mark for me um, as a Bucks fan. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, just, I just don't know what to think of that room either as far as the running backs are concerned. But um, I think A.J. Dillon has a clearer shot for playing time than Keyshawn Vaughn. So I would I'd probably say that I'd take Dillon – and take that that flyer on him, so 
All right, yeah, I, I can't blame you there. Um, you know, I liked Von Spot a lot, um, but you're absolutely right. Like, he is just the exact opposite of Aaron Jones yeah. uh, at Green Bay. Um, so I, I like the fit as far as, like, style. Like, his role will definitely be there. But, and he fits with Aaron Jones way better than Jamal Williams does. Um, yet still, I, I hate the, the prospect of him having a, like being a part of a, a three-headed back. Right. Usually someone like him, like Derrick Henry, uh, I know that people will be on both sides of the fence of, of calling him, you know, uh, someone that looks like Derrick Henry, but that same role as Derrick Henry, um, he needs a lot of touches. <laughs> he, he has to grind. Um, same with like Marshawn Lynch. Um, and so when you have a, a three-headed uh, RBBC, he doesn't get that chance. He gets, you know, 12, 15 carries a game and, and he can't actually be, um, you know, affected that way. Uh, we, we saw that happen with, uh, in Tennessee year before last with, uh, with Henry, uh, him and, um, Deion Lewis split time a lot more evenly, um, in 2018. And it was, it was rough, man. Yeah. Uh, Henry was averaging like two and a half yards a carry and, and it just was not good. Uh, so finally they, they put their trust in him. They, they saw, um, you know, the potential and they, they gave him a lot more touches and he was seeing 18 to 25 touches a game. And, and that's when he was mowing people over because he just wears down their will to block. Um, and so that's what AJ Dillon's going to do uh, if he gets the touches in, in green Bay. So I'm, I'm hoping they move Jamal Williams um, just for Dillon's sake. I don't see it happening, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, you look back at like his college production. Obviously, this is college, not the NFL. But um, in you know, 2018, he saw he only played two, ten games, but he got 227 attempts. He was still over a uh, thousand yards there, um, yeah. with you know, at 4.9 yards per carry, um, 11 total touchdowns. So, um, you know, he has the athleticism to to bust some of those big plays. Um, and he's definitely a grinder, so it's going to come down to how efficient he can be with the touches that he's given. Um, but he's definitely, I think a safer bet, you know, for that big play, um, when he does touch the ball. So I like him a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here. I'm, I'm sitting here talking, talking him up. Now I'm going to have to be like, I'm going to have to take him over. Brian Edwards or something. I'm gonna have to come down to that decision. <laughs> I, you, you talked about Brian too, so you're you're clear. Uh, cool. So we we have some uh, <clears throat> some trades we want to talk about. Um, so we we polled our, our community, uh, our Twitter community, to send us some, some trades. Um, and so here we wanted to share a couple of them and and you know kind of break them down for you. This is this is trading season uh, for Dynasty. Um, so yeah, we're gonna start with. Um, this one right here. So I'll read it from, from then. This is actually from, um, guy on Twitter named, or his handle is at ginger jambo. Um, that's stellar. <laughs> so this is a, a super flex PPR tight end premium, uh, league. He sent George Kittle and he got back, um, Austin Hooper in two 2021 firsts. Um, you know, at first glance, this looks pretty relatively even for me. Um, just because I, especially if, if you need the, if you're like rebuilding and you really need the, the wide receiver help, 
those 2021 firsts are going to be assuming they're like even at least mid are going to be some really good players um I know we just had the 2020 NFL draft, but I'm really looking forward to the the, the 2021 wide receivers that are coming out. Uh, it has a really good top end. Like those top four or five are, are all going to be uh, game changers. But um, all that said, I think I would still want Kittle here. Um, I'll be willing to pay that for Kittle um, in a Superflex tight end premium league, uh, especially if I was a contender. Um, Kittle is... Still young. He's only played three seasons um, or two seasons. He's only played two or three seasons, and um, he's just a vital part of that offense. Um, he uh, is just he's someone that you 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 break the bank to get. Um, so I I think I lean the Kittle side. Uh, what do you think, Joel? Yeah, um, like I, like you said, it kind of comes down to where your team is, I guess. Um, if I'm a contender, um. I'm taking Kittle. Um, I I don't I don't see Cooper getting as many targets as Kittle. Um, that's probably definitely not going to happen. I can probably, I'd probably sure. put a, a big a big amount of money that that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but um, so I like Kittle over Hooper. So it come, really comes down to the the two twenty one first. Um, and that, that for me is if you're, if you're rebuilding, I mean, I'm, I'm taking the Hooper side and the first for sure. Um, but if you're contending, it's Kittle all day. Um, oh, absolutely. you know, hopefully, you know, if you took the Hooper side, one of those 21 firsts ends up being, you know, a, a higher, you know, higher draft pick, maybe, you know, um, Tamori on Terry makes it out of FSU and, and that's your guy. Um, so, but yeah, it, it really comes down to where your, where your team is. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so we have time for one more, um, trades. Why don't you, we have a few on there. Why don't you, uh, you pick the last one, Joel. All right, man. So obviously I'm going to have to talk about this, this trade that you were involved in. <laughs> um, so, so, um, this is what uh, FF Shane. Yeah, this is FF Shane B. Yeah, FF Shane B. So obviously he posted posted a trade here. Dom happened to be um, also included in this trade with another team. So a three team trade. It's a twelve team, one quarterback tiered PPR four flex. So you guys have uh, four flex spots in that in that league. Yeah, it's uh, one quarterback, two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, and then four regular flexes. No super okay. flex. Okay, cool. So um, he got John Ross, Auden Tate, Ricky Seals Jones. I paused. I paused there for everybody <laughs> to to slow their gags up. Um, but he also got Deontay Johnson, the one hundred six, the one hundred eight, and the two hundred seven. Um, he sent. OBJ, Higby, and is that Steve Sims? Yeah, that's Steven Sims. Okay. Well, he could have probably got it, got away and tried to like send Cam Sims, you know, <laughs> Sims, both Sims from, from Washington. Um, yeah, it's close. The 110, 
306 and the 402. So again, that's John, John Ross, Auden Tate, Ricky Seals Jones, Deontay Johnson, the 106, 108, and 207 for OBJ, Higby, Sims, 110, 306, and 402. So um, for me, uh, if I'm, I am going to be on the side of, see, now it's tough. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the, the two picks, you know, the 106 and 108 are, you know, that's, those are some, you know, solid players. Those are starters yeah, for sure. I mean, you're you're gonna pull two pretty good starters out of that out of that lot. Um, so, I guess you know, again, it probably comes down to, I don't know, man. I'm not. <laughs> I like OBJ. it is four flex. So think about yeah. that too. Like yeah, depth I mean, matters. If you don't have depth, I'm going. I'm probably gonna take the the Deontay Johnson side. Um, if you don't have any depth. You know, because um, 207 is a pretty good player as well. Yeah, 207 is going to be really, I mean, that's going to be a good player. Um, like that's I said, be like I got Reagan. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I you might get lucky and somebody's just not on Rager and he drops. I mean, I grab him in 203, but um, OBJ, I, I'm higher in OBJ than most people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, I still think you make out. Sims is Sims is a sneaky is a sneaky player, so be careful. When, yeah. Be careful when you're trading him. You know, if you got trades involving him and you're giving him away, don't just look at him as you know a third wheel. That guy can play. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know that. So, I, that's a sneaky player that people are you know people are really including him in in some trades and it's just kind of going by the wayside. So don't don't be that guy. Um, I don't think that Shane did that here. I think he had a plan, but um, I I like the I like the Deontay Johnson side, especially if you don't have depth. Um, with yeah. those two first round picks, it, it definitely definitely does play a role. So, and Dom, you're you're not in you're not in disclosing what you got here, are you? No, <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll just give a little bit of, of uh, context around his team. Um, so this was made during the off season. So he, he knew he was rebuilding. Um, mm-hmm. and I know that he is a big Deontay Johnson fan. He loves Preston Williams, Terry McLaurin and, and Auden Tate. Um, yeah. And so this happened before the draft. And you so guys this, get, this looked a little better bonus? for him. Bonus for what? Do you guys get bonus for like, uh, for like kick and punt returns or anything like that? Yeah, uh, so returns get, um, I think, is a point per 25 yards. Um, See, that's so where, it's, yeah. See, that's where he, that's where he kind of snuck in there, man. Deontay Johnson, um, I I also have a league where that, that is the case, too. And, and people have been hitting me up for Don, Deontay Johnson, but I'm, I've been holding him uh, pretty much in every trade. I just automatically decline that they, they include <laughs> him just, just because – um, he he does. He's such a really good um, asset when it comes to the return game. Mm-hmm. So that definitely does sway that a little bit more for me. Um, and I'm not I'm not low on John Ross. I think you know I've been holding John Ross in one league um, for a l- little while, but I like John Ross. 
um, too. So it definitely does sway me though that you guys get a, get points for punt return, kick return. So. Yeah. Um, so we just rescheduled or restructured the the quarterback scoring, but there's no quarterbacks in here, so I'm, we don't have to get into that. Um, but yeah, Shane knew he was uh, rebuilding. Um, he really likes Auden Tate. This trade looked a little better for him before the draft, before they drafted another uh, receiver, um, right. because you know they pretty much knew that they were getting Burrow, so like they knew they were getting an upgrade receiver. Um, Boyd couldn't handle everything, um, yeah. so um, well, he really Boyd, likes Auden AJ. Tate. Boyd, AJ, Ross, what they had Auden Tate there, and then they took uh, my boy T, T. Higgins. So, right. so Auden Tate is, is kind of more of a <clears throat> this didn't uh, age well really for him. Um, but I think the Ricky Seals Jones was just to have some sort of depth. We have a really mm-hmm. big bench, and so Ricky Seals Jones, it's not necessarily crazy for him to be on a team. Um, he uh, he wouldn't be on my team, but it was, it was not crazy for him to be on a team. Um, and then those picks are all um, like, they're going to be pretty, you know, solid players. Like this is a really, you know, deep class. I'm, I'm in a, a, a rookie draft right now and um, I'm in the third and getting great value still. Like I'm, I'm loving these, these players and these rookie drafts now. But <clears throat> um, so what I did, so Shane was texting me about um, trying to get this trade to work. And, you know, he was telling me we're just, we're friends. And so he was telling me about, um, some of like the players he was trying to get from from this this third guy, um, and I told him I said you're not gonna be able to get, um, you you shouldn't be able to send OBJ without you know making him give up Cortland Sutton, like I don't want you to get worked over, and it's mm. true I didn't want him to get worked over, but also I kind of weaselled my way into getting a, a great deal for me, um, <clears throat> so I had the 106 and 107. Um, before this trade happened. So I sent the 106 and a 207 for Cortland Sutton and the 110. So I moved back four spots in the first and gave up a second to get Cortland Sutton. Um, so it was, yeah. Uh, you know, both of the teams got who they wanted. You know, the other guy got OBJ. Um, Shane got um, his depth and those two extra picks. And I just, I still got the the best value i feel like um even though they they got who they wanted so um i feel i felt a little bad afterwards a little bit a couple of the league mates <laughs> were a little upset but um yeah that happens that happens a lot in, in three team trades you know <laughs> yeah for sure so like we were talking about before we started recording you know it's three team trades man if you guys can get good at those then you guys are are on your way um so You'll you'll get a lot more value out of it, opposed yeah. to going back, opposed to going back and forth with one guy. Oh, I don't want to give up that. I don't want to, you know, all this. You know, everybody ends up feeling like they're getting slighted when a, they, a counter is sent through. So, um, that's true. But that's why I like the three team trade. So it's nice. Yeah, matter of fact, I think um, before we uh, now that we've not drug his name through the mud or anything like that, but. Talked about Shane. I think he has a uh, an article coming out relatively soon. I think he's either writing it or it's come out now um, about three team trades. It's uh, over on ffastronauts.com. Uh, so if you are interested in, in figuring out how to do a, a three team trade, um, Shane, I've done three three team trades in this league, and Shane's been in all of them. Um, so <laughs> he he can teach you how to do it if you if you want to learn. Um, so, but that's. 
that's everything we have for for this episode. Um, I will say just to kind of give you a sneak peek on um, just some things that are coming up. We are getting one of the next war rooms set up. So we have some, some analysts um, that you, you know, and love and they've already confirmed. We just have to set up um, some time, some schedules and stuff. Um, Joel, I don't, uh, I'll let you talk about something you're working on uh, if you're working on anything, but I, over the past couple of days, now that I'm out of school have started working on my uh, wide receiver model. Um, so I'm working on um, my own model for, for grading prospects and stuff like that. So really excited to, to get into the, the nuts and bolts and, and get some actual grades out. Um, so that's coming on the horizon. Yeah, that's, I mean, for me, that's where I'm at too. You know, um, I'm not working well. I'm always working on a wide receiver model, but <laughs> um, I'm not currently working on it right now. It's built out. Um, it was built out before the draft. So um, I used it for grading wide receivers this year. Um, so that be looking out for some of my um, rankings online. I'm, I'm kind of holding those close to the close to the best um, right now. Just trying to make sure that none of my league mates find them out. Um, <laughs> That's true. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going into a draft on Sunday and I'm after that, I probably am going to go ahead and release those. Um, but that's a good point. I need to do yeah, that too. <laughs> um, just savages out here, just trying to take all, <laughs> take all my guys. But, um, so I've already given some of them away on this pod, but, um, yeah, I, it's, it, it's built out. It's so we're, I guess today, this year is the, the, the test year. And then, you know, I'll be retooling it, just trying to find and, and fine tune it and get it down to where it's, uh, it works. And then I'll be working on a, a running back one. Um, that's, you know, I start with my, my easiest position. I think I'm, I'm better at wide receiver than I've historically been at running back. So I didn't want to start with running back and kill myself. Um, <laughs> Cause I know, I know it's going to be an endeavor. I'm going to fail a lot on that one. I figured wide receiver, I'd get some some wind behind my sail, and then just trash the trash the boat with the running backs. <laughs> so, gotcha. Well, sweet. Uh, thank you guys for for listening in. Uh, we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. <laughs>